0: Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos.
1: And my name is Ozzy.
0: In this episode, we will be reviewing Unsane and discussing Ready Player One with full spoilers. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a Gangster. How are you doing?
1: I am doing all right, man. How are you doing?
0: Were you just eating something? It's my not... sister gave me some candy, so okay.
1: you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of chewing here and there. But, um,
0: you know, my badge. Oh, you're good. I just like I, as soon as you start talking, I'm like he has something in his mouth right now. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's really hot in my apartment right now just cause we don't have the AC on because you know, money. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm doing pretty well though. I'm doing pretty well. I have been watching a lot of like, or I've been rewatching a lot of movies recently. I haven't been like watching anything new, so I need to fix that, but I've been keeping up somewhat with TV, so I guess that's nice. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in an okay place right now, as opposed to last time we recorded.
1: Yeah, dude, I feel like my dad, for some reason, feels that we don't need to use the AC. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like my family, like, where they don't turn on the AC, and I'm just like, it's Florida, so I feel that we need the AC.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to talk to him about it, so it's hot over here, too. Definitely. Um, and good news, all the dogs will be available next week over here nationwide.
0: Land. Or is it just like they're expanding?
1: I'm not sure. I just saw that there were showings for 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 the next week. Oh.
0: well, if it's this, yeah, if it's this coming weekend, then hey, maybe I'll be. I'm going to be there, so I might be able to see it. Depends on the timing, but we'll see. You'll uh, be
1: here in Florida.
0: Yeah, I, I have a wedding to go to in Florida, so I'm gonna be in town t- this weekend. Oh. I totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> Behind
0: the scenes. Alright. Um but anyway. Uh yeah, so today we're gonna be I'm gonna be reviewing Unsane, so as opposed to last episode where I did not see the movie, um well I'm the only one who saw the movie this time. Brianna is not on this episode, she was busy, and Ozzy never got around to seeing it, so here we are. I'm gonna review it myself. And then we're gonna talk some ready player one spoilers because hey, I finally got to see it, so now I am catching up and we can talk a little bit more about it. And I have some things to say about some of the discussion about this movie. Anyway. I let's mean I start. saw
1: like I saw like bits and pieces of I it. Mean.
0: Of what? Unsane. Oh, wait, how'd you see bits and pieces of unsane?
1: Because I would <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I just saw... Alright, basically, I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it. I didn't finish all of it. Why?
0: How did that happen?
1: <laughs> I'm so confused. Because I bought my tickets... Alright, so... Because I bought my tickets for... I bought my tickets for... Oh no. not um, What is it? Um, Ready Player One. Okay. And I, I was bored, so I was there for like an hour. And I was like, okay, let me tell you what this movie's about. And I went down the same by myself. And... I gotta say, uh,
0: I'm glad I didn't say. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what I
1: was getting. I didn't know what I was getting
0: into. <laughs> All right, uh, so this movie—if you don't know what it's about—I, uh, to be honest, I didn't really know what it was about. I had literally no idea what I was getting into, other than I knew it was kind of a horror movie, and it was shot completely on an iPhone. And that's the whole big story surrounding this movie: is that the entire movie was shot on, I believe, an iPhone Seven Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Soderbergh has said that he loved the experience and stuff like that. Um, and the, yeah, that's basically all I knew about the movie. I knew who was in it. I knew it was Claire Foy and that was it. And I think that's a good way to go into this movie because, uh, just the way that everything unfolds is a little bit surprising, but I will give you a basic, uh, summary of kind of what this movie is. This movie is about this, uh, girl who... She just moved to a new city, and she's played by Claire Four, of course, and she just moved to a new city, and we um, we don't quite know why, but we slowly kind of figure out that she moved to a new city to avoid someone, or to get away from someone who was stalking her. So she had a stalker where she was living previously, and she moved away to get away from him. And basically through her being kind of depressed and kind of seeing her stalker everywhere, she ends up locked in this uh, psychiatric facility, and she is kind of there against her will. So that's the basic premise, the basic setup of this movie. And this movie is nuts. Um, this movie is very stomach-churning, not in, like, a grotesque way. It's not in a way that you're going to be like, oh, like, oh, the blood and guts. and Not in that way. It's just... If you have any sort of empathy, like, and you can imagine yourself being locked... Um, into this psych ward, and with people that you, you believe that you do not belong with, and on top of it, everything else that starts to happen in the movie, and everything you start to learn about her stalker and things like that, it's just the movie is really, really intense, and I actually I really. Music. I like this movie um
1: yeah dude it was really yeah uh you know this movie really does well when it comes to building building moments and leading into them i mean this is one of this is a really good thriller film if i'm gonna yes. be honest with you guys yes. um and it was you know i think i think it was a really unique way and how the film was shot i mean just the fact that they decided to shoot it on the iphone 7 i mean i think that's a really unique way yeah to go let, about let's it.
0: talk about the iphone of it all so you you enjoyed it
1: yeah, I mean, I thought. I mean, I mean, it, it's hard to accustom to. Just because, yeah. you know, you and I are definitely um, more accustomed to watching, you know, <laughs> like you know, really well shot films using actual cameras. Um, but this one was shot on the on an iPhone, so it was a really unique take, which is why I'm not going to dock so yeah. many points. Okay, you know, well, I let me
0: ask just you just something. Statistics. Let yeah? me ask you something. If since you did see parts of this movie, or at least like a good chunk of this movie. If you didn't know that it was shot completely on an iPhone, do you think you would notice the difference? That's my question. I think I would. Yeah. Do you think the average person would, though?
1: I think some... I think half would. Yeah. I think half would. Yeah. I definitely think half would.
0: I... I, There's moments of the way they shot this that I actually quite enjoyed, Um, But I also think that, ultimately, it was something that held them back. It was something they had to jump through a lot of hoops, like they had to shoot things a certain way because they were shooting with an iPhone. And ultimately, I just... this I'm going to be on the other side of this than you, I guess. I think this was ultimately just a gimmick. It's not something that is going to stick it's not people aren't gonna like be like oh man this is a great cheap way to shoot and it look exactly ah. the same it doesn't it looks it looks similar it looks comparable it doesn't look terrible but ultimately i think it's something that holds the movie back especially in the way that they had to shoot it because of what they were using to shoot it um i don't
1: know i still think it looks visually it still looks great there, you know? i think there's I think. there's
0: moments that i really enjoyed but yeah
1: um, uh, I think visually it looks great. Um, just because, you know, you have you, even when I record off of my iPhone 7 Plus, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, it was like, this is some great quality video. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying when it comes to a film, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving on into the more of the positives, I think that. Look, Soderbergh Soderberg is an extremely talented director. If you don't know Steven Soderbergh, um, all the Ocean's movies you have him to thank for. Um, so basically, all those heist movies. I believe I'm I'm just going to blank on a lot of. But in terms of most recent movies, uh, think Logan Lucky. He made Logan Lucky that came out last year. So Steven Soderbergh is a very um, he's a well known director. He's a very popular director in terms of uh, recent film history, uh, but and I think he does a really good job. Sorry, I lost myself there. But I think he does a really good job in this movie as a director. Like Ozzy said, there's a lot of really tense moments that this movie builds to, and a lot of that is on the director. He has to pace out the movie and stuff like that, obviously, is editing as well. Um, but again, I think a lot of that goes back to Soderbergh and his talent as a director. We've seen with a movie like Logan Lucky, the dude knows how, to, how and when to reveal things. And I think this movie does a great job of doing that. Um, now, also with this movie, it does a great job of kind of keeping you on your toes. Uh, you don't quite know if she's crazy or not, And I think that that's that's really compelling and it's really uh, it's a great way to keep your audience invested and trying to think about this movie while they're watching. It. It's not just something you turn your brain off because you're trying to figure out is she nuts or is what she's saying actually true? Uh, yeah, and
1: that's that's a really it's kind of crazy. It's compelling. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really compelling and crazy that you're that you don't know whether she is crazy or not. Yeah, um, and you're really trying to figure it out. So you're it's kind of like a puzzle that you're trying to solve, and it's really awesome that you have to that you that, you know you have to take that. You have to say that leave when you have to follow this character exactly. along until the end to figure out whether or not she is crazy. I do think the performances are really well done. I think Claire Foy she leads this movie on um, really amazingly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've seen, um, if you've seen, I mean, Carlos, I mean, I know you. Ha- I mean, I'm just gonna name a few performances. Yep. where You've seen probably seen her. She's been in The Crown. She was in The Vampire Academy, and she was also in, Br- in Breathe. Um, so that's probably from what you, from where you, where you'll know her. Yeah. Um, but she gave an amazing performance. Um, um. I mean, I feel like I mean, I, this and, is a really great performance. I mean, yeah. I would,
0: I would say it's close to Oscar worthy. But um, this is my opinion. Um, I, okay. I think that her performance gets even more and more intense as the movie goes along. So by the end of it, she is just shining in this movie. Uh, um, now, I guess. Joshua, what, what do you feel about Joshua Leonard? Uh, who did he play? I'm blanking. Uh, David Stryme. Oh, the stalker. Okay, yes. Yeah. I think he did really well, uh, as well. He was very, very creepy, and he definitely kind of captured this, like, <laughs> he was almost, I, I don't want to say childlike, but he felt like that. He felt very, like, innocent in, a term, in his term, in his way of thinking, Um, in terms of his way of thinking, but also he, you clearly like the dude was mentally deranged and I think that came across really well. So I, I liked his performance as well. Those are the two biggest ones. There's some side performances in there. There's a surprising cameo in this movie. I don't want to say who it is because I had no idea when this dude showed up and when he showed up, I was like, he's in this movie. That's so random. Um, but maybe if you know Soderbergh, it's not too, too surprising, but, uh, it was really surprising to me. Um, all right, I guess we can move on to negatives, and I will start going back to Claire Foy. I think she struggled with her accent in this movie. Um, I, I don't know quite what she was going for. It was kind of a little southern, but it also she didn't seem like she was from, quote unquote, the South. Um, I know southern accents are a lot easier for British actors to be able to jump into, uh, but I, I felt like she was really struggling with this accent. I don't know, I couldn't, couldn't even quite tell what it was that she was going for. Um, as that's the only thing about her performance I don't love, and um, trust me, I love Claire Foy, so it pains me to criticize her watch The Crown, it's the best show on Netflix uh, so yeah, that's one thing about her performance I wasn't a huge fan of um, I, th- I, I just, there's mo- I, I have a love-hate relationship with this movie I think that there's a lot of stuff that really, really works a lot of intensity that really works but I also think that there's a lot of just kind of over-the-top um, performances in this movie from side characters and a, a lot of things that just kind of happen and I don't think they're really, like, it really works. And there's, a, in particular, there's an element of this movie, especially at the end, that I think they're trying to, like, hint at. They're trying to be clever with it, with the ending of this movie, and it didn't quite get there for me. It just ended up being confusing in ter- instead of Cool. Um, and I know Soderbergh likes to do those twist endings. Didn't work for me in this movie. Uh, so that's one thing that kind of held the movie back for me. Uh, did you have anything from what you saw that stood out to you in a negative way?
1: Um, I got it. I mean, I guess it was. Uh, I mean, the twist. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the twists really came out of nowhere sometimes, and some of them to me. I guess I I never finished the movie, so I can't really tell if they really felt like followed through, you know. Okay. But um, they kind of just they kind of just you know came out from the left wing, and I was like, how does this make any sense? Um, but I mean, again, I I wasn't able to finish the movie, so I don't know if if those twists came, um, and they and they paid off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. uh, I don't know how I felt about Jay. you know Farna's character. He played Nate Hoffman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. How I felt about his character. I, I don't know if it was his character or his performance that I had problems with. Uh,
0: um, his character is that the is that the black guy? Yeah. Okay. His character. I think you need to finish the movie for his character because there's a lot of stuff that you find out more about him that starts to make make his performance and what he was going for make a lot more sense. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um, but yeah, so that's basically all I got for this movie, So and Ozzy um, saw parts of it, so I guess I'll get my rating. Uh, my rating is... My, my ratings is a 7.9. I think this is a very good movie, but I think the ending in particular and some of the writing choices hold this movie back um, from being a great movie. Uh, but I do think it's really good, and I think it's totally worth seeing... Uh, if for anything, for just the novelty of it being shot on an iPhone, I think I, I'd i be interested to hear what everybody else thinks um, with this movie. Is this something that you think Soderbergh is going to continue? Is this something that other directors are going to continue to do? I know it's not the first time this has happened. A couple of years ago, Tangerine was an indie movie that was shot completely on an iPhone. Uh, and that director ended up making The Florida Project last year so. It's something that directors are playing with, and it's definitely a cheap way to shoot the movie. So I, I think it's an interesting discussion. So if you do see this movie, let us know what you think. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna go ahead and rate anything, um, if I'm gonna go ahead and rate it without having finished <laughs> it, um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to be honest, Carlos. It's uh, it's April it Fool's Day, and uh, I fooled you.
0: You didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Nice April Fool's <laughs> joke. I got it. Ah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was. Just, I, I felt really great that you were going along with everything. I was like, dang. Um, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> I was over.
0: <laughs> You're ridiculous. Oh, uh, just, man. A little,
1: just a little fun on the Screenfellas podcast hey. over here. i'll say april fools you
0: got me there you go good job (laughs) um but yeah so definitely uh that's my i actually did see the movie so i can review it but (laughs) yes you (laughs) you should check check it out so anyway um all right well i guess we can move on to ready player one uh you want to talk about it in depth in, in detail now
1: Oh yeah, man. Uh unfortunately Brianna cannot be here due to it also being the holiday of Easter, as she's celebrating that with her family. So that's why she's not here. But she'll be on for Tuesday's episode. So yeah. just, be, just be ready for that. But anyways. Ready, player one, Carlos. Let's get your first opinions on it and what you think. And actually your rating of the film. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I put I actually put that you would probably rate it in eight. I want to see if I was right. So tell us overall your thoughts and, and what your rating for the movie is. Uh,
0: yeah. So we're not going to... No spoilers yet. I'll, we'll let you know when we're going to actually dive into the spoilers. Um, so I quite enjoyed this movie. I think it's really, really good. Uh, there's definitely some stuff that doesn't work. I think that there's some performances that really didn't work for me. Um, ben Monson's character is really over the top and kind of frustrating to me. Um, but... I for the most part, this movie is just—it's really cool, and it's really—I—I I liked the, the world they set up. I really liked our lead characters. I think uh, Olivia Cook and Ty Sheridan are great in these leading roles. Um, their their relationship, although it's not necessarily completely developed, I buy it because they're good actors. Um, and I just—I really enjoyed my time with this movie. Again, there's definitely things that don't work, but. I, for the most part, I just had tons of fun with this movie. And um, this is definitely a really, really good movie, if not a great movie. So uh, my overall rating for this movie, I would say you're about right. It's an 8.1. I think this is a great movie.
1: Um, Dang. I'm proud of myself.
0: Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I do. I think this is a great movie. And, I again, I completely understand that pe- there's going to be people more... On More like, oh, it's okay, I, I get that to an extent, but one thing I do want to talk about in terms of this movie, before, again, before we even get into the spoilers, I would have never predicted that this would be a movie that would be as divisive as it is. I, I think there's a lot of people who love this movie, like everyone on this podcast seems to, with Brianna, you, and me. Um, And then there's a lot of people who I've seen that really don't like this movie. I'm just like, why? (laughs) Um, I've seen, I think yesterday alone, just on Twitter, I saw like two or three think pieces about why this movie was terrible and why it was like really like represented terrible things in our society. I'm just like, what movie were they watching? Number one, like I disagree with everything that a lot of those articles said, but also I'm just really confused as to like why this movie has ended up becoming as divisive as it has. Um, I I don't know. It's just a strange thing to me. I don't know. Have you seen any of these articles or no?
1: No, I haven't seen any of these articles as to why, they would, why is this is a divisive film. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Um, but um, this movie was fun, dude. I had a ton of fun in this movie. Yeah. Um, this is this is like I said last but like I said in my spoiler free review really, this is probably going to be in my top 10 favorites. I had a ton of fun in this movie which is why like I would have originally given it an 8 but just because yeah. of the amount of fun that I had I bumped it up to a 9. I mean it was so much fun being in that theater. Um, and Carlos I don't know if you felt the same. I don't know if your audience was having a great time too. Yeah. Um but you could just feel it in the theater that everybody was just enjoying it, you know? And you feel you feel like you're playing an adventurous game, um, and I enjoyed all of the characters. Honestly, I thought it was a great time.
0: Yeah, um, I will also agree with a point Brianna made on the spoiler-free review from last episode. She talked about okay. how the action in this movie was great, and also it was, but it was also great because it was very diverse. Like there was like a car chase scene. There's a uh, there's a r- traditional more fighting scene. There's like different styles of fighting scene. There's like a actual war scene. There's tons of different kinds of action in this movie. And it's really, really just enjoyable. And it's cool that they are able to fit it all in this movie. And I uh, agree with that point as well. Um, another negative that I did think of though, and that holds it back from me liking it as much as you did, <laughs> um, was ultimately that... I will say that a lot of the stuff in the real world ended ended up being a lot less fascinating than the stuff in the virtual world, and a lot more it comes came across as a lot more cheesy. Uh, his what is it? His, his aunt is his aunt, right? That he lives with yeah she i don't know what that performance was but it was very strange and i didn't buy it i didn't buy his step uncle or whatever it ended whatever you would call that um again i wasn't a huge fan of mendelssohn's performance and then mendelssohn's like sidekick character like that was some like kingsman that that, huh king tj Miller's character Oh well, TJ Miller's voice acting. I don't know what that I'm surprised neither of you mentioned TJ Miller's voice acting in this movie. But anyway, um not I'm one, I'm not even talking about him yet. I'm talking about his uh the female, the sidekick lady, the one that he kept sending to go like kill them. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah John uh came in. Yeah. Um she just felt like she was out of like a Kingsman movie. Like I don't know, it just she felt like this really really cheesy and it's just weird character that didn't belong in this movie. I don't know. I just didn't buy the reality side of things as much as I did the virtual world side of things. But luckily, the majority of this movie takes place in this virtual world. So I'm again, that's why I'm definitely more on the positive with this movie than anything. Yeah,
1: so. but I was listening to... I mean, Jeremy John's... Bit of, I think it was either Jeremy John's or Chris Summon. I don't know. I watched both of their reviews of this film. Mm-hmm. And one of them said, you know... They they said what you said that the that the real world wasn't as fascinating as as the oasis. Mm-hmm. But um like that's the point, you know, you go yeah. into a video game trying to escape the real world because the real world it isn't fun, you know. You're not going to not like but I mean, I mean yeah, you can make it fun, but like it's not it's yeah. not it's not truly fascinating and I think I mean I think that they I think they did a good job. Like for me, I was I wouldn't say that it bothered me a lot that it was that it was um necessarily um slow up
0: points because you know
1: it's real life so i i didn't really take it as that i mean okay but
0: but this is my um, counterpoint my counterpoint would be that i the, the ultimate message of this movie by the end of it is that you know the oasis is awesome and all of that stuff is awesome but the real world is good too and you need to spend time in reality but ultimately the what I watched told me completely differently. It's like, the Oasis was awesome. Who cares about the real world? That's how I felt the entire movie. And then at the end, it's just like, oh, but, you know, you need to spend time in the real world. I'm like, why would I want to do that? It's boring. I mean, I don't want to say boring, but it's not nearly as cool or interesting as this world. And I I guess that, that, I don't know. It just, I, I wish that they would have made the real world a little bit more, not only fascinating, but believable is my point.
1: I like the real world. I, I didn't really have any quorums with it, besides, okay. um, besides what's what's his name, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's uh, character. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I was fine with everything else. I mean, it was, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it's kind of like we're dealing with, with, with you know, corporate from work. Yeah. You know, corporate doesn't understand the problems that are going on at work. It doesn't mm-hmm. really they don't understand a lot of what's going on. So until they like the, like until they actually do it themselves, they don't understand what's going on. Um, and I think that's what uh, I think that's what Ben was going for. Um, I will say maybe he was a little over the top, but I wish we would have understood his character more. Um, but I mean, he's corporate, so yeah. we don't understand anything.
0: So yeah, um, but yeah. All right, well, let's dive into the spoilers with this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to check out here. Skip ahead. Uh, the time code will be in the description. Because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about TV towards the end of this. So if you want to skip ahead, go for it. Um, but, yeah. So let's dive into this movie. I what's, What what was the coolest part to you? What was Dude, the, the coolest
1: part to me was the war scene that went down, man. I was like, this looks amazing. Like when all of like when they recruited all those players in the oasis it was crazy just to see them all gather together and go up against uh, Sorrento's char- Sorrento's character in the game it was absolutely amazing and just seeing tidbits like tidbits of ever uh, basically like you know most things that people love like i love halo i saw master chief running in there shooting a few people like you know we saw some star wars objects in there we saw um you know the iron giant duking it out power ranger guy i mean it was uh, so many uh characters i mean even characters from overwatch i don't know the character's name but she's on the cover uh of the game she was there it was just crazy just seeing all this stuff come into fruition and then just seeing um them them fire towards the castle with the with the shield blocking it i mean i, th- I just thought that was such an amazing shot uh visually
0: this film is absolutely stunning yeah uh i i I completely agree (laughs) visually it's impressive uh my favorite aspect of this movie my favorite part of this movie i think it's tough to say it's not the the it's not the war scene but for the sake of diversity i guess i will say that even just the act or the the first challenge like that whole race um and every like the first time that he goes about it and he saves Artemis or whatever and then the second time when he figures out what he has to do the whole sequence was just awesome i had a lot of fun with that sequence that's when i knew that was when the movie like hooked me when i'm like okay i'm in on this movie i think it really works um and then also <laughs> uh in terms of like some of the characters i our lead characters are obviously really cool, really interesting. Olivia Cook does a great job. I echo everything Brianna said about Olivia Cooke. Um, Ty Sheridan, uh, he's great as well. Some of the side characters, uh, like the two. Um, okay, so there's the bigger guy who ends up being uh, the girl, right? What's that actress's name? Do you have her name up?
1: Lena, Lena Waithe? Yes. Who plays the, the
0: guy? Yes. Um, she, I actually thought she was probably the best side character, and that's because, like, obviously it's his closest friend. And I actually was, I was genuinely surprised when they when they revealed that it was a girl. But they they hinted at it, like, the whole time with that scene where it was like, it could be a 40-year-old dude. And that was, that was really great how they kind of teased that and then kind of brought it to life. And... But it, the other characters, not so much. I think that I really did like the kind of gag that the kid was 11. And he's like, um, he, that, I think that added to his character. And he kept saying, what, do you want me to advertise that I'm 11? Um, I thought that was really interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I really liked the, our uh, assembly of characters here. There is one question I had, though, with something that happens with those characters. So when he gets saved by Olivia Cook's character in the real world, right? And he, kind, she forces him out, and she like makes that call or texts whoever, and says, "Pick him up." How did they pick him up so fast? I have no idea. That I was, was really, really I was really confused about that. I was like, "Wait, what? Were they just waiting around the corner, waiting for her text, like constantly?" I don't know. That was really strange to me.
1: I mean, maybe they were already on the way,
0: but. I, I guess maybe they uh, saw that, that they were under attack, maybe. I don't know. I guess that's a decent explanation. <laughs> um,
1: maybe, they were, maybe they had the text from her and she was just like, like All right, we'll, we'll leave now. Uh, we should be fine. And then she was like, All right, cool. And then as soon as they arrived, they're like, Oh, crap. Thank God we, we left when we did, because this is really bad. <laughs> i don't know so,
0: <laughs> that was just one moment in terms of like the story that i was like what this is like any sense um but yeah so that was the only like major story thing that kind of bothered me um what did you think of the like the the inventor of the oasis in his character
1: oh dude i love mark rylance's portrayal yeah that's the mark Ryland, every time i see mark rylance i love him more and more um and I feel bad that we dock that we dock him for his Oscar that year, but you shouldn't um, have won. it
0: was really really ridiculous. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm starting to love him, man. I, I loved him in this movie. I mean, yeah, he was just so sarcastic, um, and I loved it. Uh, he was so he was so funny.
0: He's kind of and, unrecognizable and too. I recognized him. Yeah.
1: I. People, like, when Brianna said that, and I was like, really?
0: Yeah, no, I I, I honestly didn't even realize head. it was him until, like, after I had saw it, and I was, like, looking up stuff about the movie, so.
1: I recognized him. The only thing that I would give you that I would not recognize is when he's in the virtual world, he has the hood on. Oh, yeah. And the beard, but other than that, I mean, I recognized him.
0: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> good for you, I guess. You got better eyes than me and Brianna. That's um, like
1: it's like it's like you said that the BFG... Didn't tell the BFG was him. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> looks like
0: him. Anyway, um, all right, well, let's talk about the Spielberg of it all. Were you uh, – obviously, this kind of felt like more of a Spielberg movie, and I think some. that's uh, – for a strange reason, that's a little bit of the criticism of this movie. is like I, I literally saw somebody say – It's like the studio was like, hey, Spielberg, you need to make a Spielberg movie, and then he just pooped this out. And I'm like, what? That's Yes, it's definitely more of a Spielberg-feeling movie, but how has that ever been a negative? To say that that's a negative is silly to me. Yes, this definitely feels more like classic Spielberg, and it's because it's referencing a time when Spielberg was making his quote-unquote classics, even though he's been making classics ever since then as well, and before then, frankly. Um so yeah this definitely feels like more of a Spielberg movie. I am curious uh I did you were you expecting Spielberg to make references to Spielberg movies in this movie?
1: Oh yeah, 100%.
0: Uh, I was I, I thought he would, too, and I'm surprised that he didn't, and I, I actually read that he, like, that's the one thing people kept trying to sneak in Spielberg references, but he didn't do it. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. There's got to be some digital person, some visual effects designer, who, like, threw in something, like a Jurassic Park reference or an E.T. reference or something. There's got to be some Spielberg reference in there somewhere that somebody threw in. Uh, but, yeah, so... I definitely appreciated that this definitely
1: loved. I would have loved if he did.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Like there's two lines of thinking if he threw in, if there was a Spielberg reference in this movie, then there's two lines of thinking there's like, okay, that's like really, that's a baller move. Like you just referenced yourself because you like, you're an icon of pop culture, especially from the eighties. But even like up until now still, but there's then there's also the line of thinking of that's really arrogant that you would literally reference yourself. So it's I don't your know. Movie. Yeah, You're I like, know. Like <laughs> I, I'm definitely on the side of if he would have done it, I would have been completely fine. I would have been like, "That's a baller move. <laughs> you just referenced yourself. That's recognizing that you made in incredible classics of film." So <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, what do you want to do? You didn't like. I didn't think that this was going to happen, but, like, I'm down for him doing it. Like, I wouldn't have been upset.
0: Like, where's... There's no Indiana Jones... There's got to be some sort of reference, and there's so many things to pull from. There's Jaws, Jurassic Park, E.T., Indiana Jones. Like, there's so many things you can pull from. Uh, There's got to be some sort of reference in there. Uh, Anyway, uh, was there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about with this movie?
1: What did you feel about the ending? Well, wait, did you did you like the relationship that Olivia Cook got with the main character?
0: Yes, although it definitely feels rushed. Um, but I think that they're such good performers that I bought it either way. I actually have, think they had pretty good chemistry, and that kind of saved a very, very rushed relationship between the two of them.
1: Okay. Get your thoughts on it. What about you? I liked it. I mean, people get people are criticizing it, but I'm just like, I mean, I I can see that happening. I mean, you're talking to somebody online, and you've never met them before, sure, but I mean, you just have a great time talking to them and you connect with them, yeah, virtually. And unfortunately, it's virtually, so you don't get to meet them. But, um, I mean, it's it's still it's still a connection that you feel. Yeah. So for me, it's. I'm
0: fine with how they met. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean it's
1: rushed, but yeah, I mean it's not. That's my, that's
0: my only point. That is rushed. It feels like it happens just very fast, and he's like, "I love you," and it's like, "Wait, what?" But and I get that that was part of his character choice. Like they wanted to make him very kind of naive and stuff like that. But then she falls for it really fast too. So I don't know. It was just strange to me. Um, but again, they had great chemistry, so it worked for me. Um, but as for the ending, you mentioned briefly the ending. I was really confused about uh, Mark Rylance's character's kind of monologue at the end, where he's like, oh, you can destroy it now. Or, like, I don't get what he was trying to get across um, that with that whole speech that he gave to the kid. I-, I don't know. It was strange to me. Did you like the ending?
1: I liked the ending. I thought I was fine with it. Um, yeah. He just wanted to suggest destroying it so that people can focus on living.
0: Yeah. yeah. Being
1: in the moment instead of just focusing on being in the game. Yeah. Which makes
0: sense. Yeah, but then there was also like the younger version of himself there, and that, I was like, "Why is he even there?" Like, I don't know. It, there's just, I think it was a little convoluted at the end. But again, it didn't ruin the movie for me. I get the movie a freaking like eight point one, so like chill. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I had tons of fun with this movie. So uh, that's basically all I got us got for this movie. What do you have anything else? Sorry, you want to move on?
1: No, man. I mean, that's it. I mean, listen, I, I cannot stress this enough. I never thought I'd see the Iron Giant fighting uh, Mega Godzilla, and that is <laughs> that was one of the coolest sequences I have yeah, ever seen. Um, we talk about creativity, and that was just creative. I was like, "Yo, I've never thought of this. Why haven't I?" <laughs> um, it was just so great, just seeing that, just seeing that throw down and then, and then when um, when one of the side characters turned into like a megazoid from Power Rangers, that was also just great, just seeing those those two do good. I, I, the, the whole sequence was just amazing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I was hoping that they would tease a little Godzilla King Kong, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, didn't get
0: it. I'm, we're getting that actual movie soon, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah. Probably like the next two, three years. But. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I guess we should move on. This is probably going to be a shorter episode unless we go really deep into the TV, which is possible. Um, <laughs> uh, but Ozzy, what TV have you been watching recently? Uh, you, you're catching up on stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I caught up on this week's uh, Arrowverse stuff. I'm trying to catch up on Supernatural. I'm like three episodes behind, so I'm, I'm trying to catch up on that. But um, Arrowverse, man, I don't know what you're doing with Arrow. You know, I like this episode of Arrow just because, you know, if, for those, I don't know if you know this, but um, the, let me pull up her name so I get to say her name correctly. But um, the actress that plays Thea, um, she, is, she is done with Arrow.
0: Um, oh, she is?
1: Yes. Uh, let me pull up her name real quick.
0: Um, um, it's, so- uh, Willa Holland. Willa Holland.
1: Yep. Willa Holland is now done with Arrow. She had her last episode um, this past Thursday, and that was it for her character. Um, which you know it left it open to the possibilities of her returning back, but um, she is now done as a. She's now done as being a series regular. Um, I think uh, they explained it. I looked at an article. Um, basically she wanted less appearances on the show and then it ultimately came down because the show was five seasons in and they wanted to know, okay, does she want to come back? Does she not want to come back? And she decided not to come back for the show as a series regular. Um, so I mean, it was a bittersweet goodbye to her character, which I will say the show did handle that well. And it did handle her goodbye well. And it did leave out open possibilities for her character to return if she does choose to return. Um, but uh overall it was a decent episode. What I will say that I'm getting sick and tired of is Oliver and John. Um I don't understand why John is so hell-bent on being the green arrow.
0: Um. I don't
1: understand why.
0: <laughs> I'm behind on all superhero shows, so I can't really like have an opinion either way. So.
1: Dude, no, it's just like you're doing the same thing as if you were a Spartan. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't understand why you're so bent on, on, on like, donning the mantle of the Green Arrow. Like, I don't understand. And for you to be mad at Oliver for for saying, like, I'm going to give it to you when I'm done, like, when I'm ready to give it to you is absolutely ridiculous. It's just he's the one who who created the Green Arrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't even be thinking about becoming the Green Arrow. So I just don't understand what the dilemma is. And they've and the reason why I'm mentioning it is because it's 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 gonna be a huge part of next week's episode. Um is the next team still episode, split up? Yes, the team is still split up. Oh, um, and it's over dumb stuff. Over is, just some this dumb is, this stuff. is making me realize um, like
0: how much I don't miss the drama of this show. I mean, I'm going to catch up at some point, but man, this is just like... This feels like we're just going in circles with the show. Um, but anyway. It's so dumb.
1: I don't understand like why you have to split up the team. And then why are you having... Like, like they've already split up the team enough, and now they're going to have Oliver face off against Diggle just because Diggle wants to be the Green Arrow. What are we doing? I don't understand what the show is trying to go for when it comes to... Um, given like for him and for, like him and Green Arrow well for him and Oliver Queen fighting for the mantle of, of Green Arrow I just I don't understand what the, what the point is there I understand that he could probably be frustrated with him kind of stringing him along but other than that I mean I just for me I just I don't understand why it's so important for John to get this mantle um, he's doing the same thing as he would Spartan if you want to shoot an arrow you can no one told you to put your cross arrow away no one told you to put your cross arrow away. Thea is fine being Speedy. She's not Green Arrow, but she wears a red hood and she has a bow and arrow. She's not crying about it that she's not Green Arrow. No one's crying that they're not Green Arrow. So I don't understand why he couldn't just keep the crossbow and keep doing what he's doing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but here we are. So um, there's that. And then for Legends of Tomorrow, dude, I am <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow was absolutely hilarious. Um, Damien Dark. Oh, man. Um, I don't want to spoil too, too, too much just because you're behind on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, but, man, oh, man. Uh, this episode was absolutely crazy. Um, let me pull him up just so that I can, I can tell you. Let me pull up this actor's name really quickly. Mm-hmm. One, Um, Hold on a second, anyways, Damien Dark and Nate. Man, he is played by Neil. Uh, Damien Dark is played by by Neil McDonough, and McDonough just. Oh man, those two had such great chemistry. Um, basically, what happened was, um, Nate and Wally West basically made an arrangement to work with K- K- Calusa, Um who is indeed, um, was indeed. What's her name? Um, um, Amaya. Okay. I don't even know the characters. Of the um, but my Amaya's granddaughter. She's Amaya's yeah. granddaughter. So they basically work to get back not only your grandmother's totem, but we're working with you to take down the darks. And that makes sense, right? So, and and this thing, you know, when when Damien's about to torture Nate, because basically, um, Kawasa basically betrays Nate to a degree, and. He, you know, Damien Dark tortures him for a second, and then he starts. You know how you know how Damien Dark vents to some of his victims sometimes, and then kills him. Um, he's he's venting to Nate, and then he's like, you know, what? forget it. Just don't even look at me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna. I can't <laughs> Torturing doesn't doesn't do it for me anymore. And it was so funny just seeing Damien Dark kind of break down and cry and vent to Nate. <laughs> um, it's absolutely hilarious and then Nate was just like can you do me just one thing just one thing can you put down the taser can you make it a safe free zone and Damien Dark's like alright alright we're gonna make it a safe free zone and it was just so funny especially there's this dramatic sequence with like you just open up with Damien Dark with a bat and you just hear and you see Nate just this pacing he's like alright Dark give me the time of day. like you know make it my day and then Damien Dark's just like, all right, stupid boy, you asked for it. And then he just slams, like he just hits the bat uh, up against his desk. And then you hear Nate. Nate's just acting out in pain. He's like, ah, ah. Was that good? Was that good? And Damien Dark and him are just pretending just so that they're wasting Malice's time just to just to basically distract Malice and believe that, um, that Damien Dark is getting information from Nate. But it was just so funny just just to see those two work together. It was absolutely hilarious because Damien Dark was basically coaching him on how to act, <laughs> how to act tortured. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, this is one of the funniest episodes I've, I've seen at Legends. Um, but yeah, and then you also, we also got a bit of a reveal um, about Ava's uh, origin and where she comes from. I'm not going to spoil that, Carlos. And yeah, uh, two different, two different stories um coming uh coming in and and um i enjoyed it but um i love gary gary is 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 a funny character i'm I'm glad that they added gary to the show and yeah man catch up
0: i will (laughs) i will at some point um yeah so
1: it's so it's just so funny uh the show is very hilarious mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the shows I have been keeping up with were, oh, of course, Atlanta. Atlanta is still awesome. I am. <laughs> show. Um, this was a. The latest episode was um, a Donald Glover directed episode. And anytime he directs, you're just like, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, so I think it was a van centric episode, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Vanessa centric episode. And again,. Vanessa is probably the best character on that show So, well, I don't know if I can even say that There's a lot of great characters on that show But she's definitely one of the most compelling And one of the most dramatically interesting characters on that show So whenever there's an episode focusing on her I'm all for it And there was no Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week I, Well, there, there is, but it hasn't come on yet As of the time of recording um, And then, <clears throat> excuse me I did catch up on Supernatural. That's the one show that I did, like, go out of my way to catch up on. And <laughs> Supernatural is, um, the, <laughs> the last two episodes have been really good. So, obviously, Scooby Natural was this week, the crossover with Scooby-Doo. And it was really, really good. Um, it's, I wasn't, I'll say this, it wasn't necessarily as good as I was hoping for, but it was still definitely really good. But the episode before this past episode, so the for so the episode from, like, two weeks ago, was really, really good. It very much felt like kind of a noir-type thing where there's, like, this mystery and they're trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on. But it also, like, there was some elements of, like, a mob movie because uh, there was, like, they're trying to recover this artifact and there's two different, like, kind of mob factions that are after it it's just a crazy episode and i had tons of fun with it so supernatural having a really good season uh so far so if you're behind on that i definitely suggest checking checking that out uh but yeah that's basically Jeez, thanks carlos team. for
1: putting me on the spot man what <laughs>
0: you're be- <laughs> i'm behind on everything else especially Jeez, shows. um whatever i didn't i don't think I, i'm i'm behind on agents of shield and one episode, too. So, yeah, I need to. Oh, watch. I think
1: I'm behind the Asians of shield in like two, three episodes, too. Yeah, I need you to watch, watch
0: Friday's episode. I haven't watched that yet. So,
1: yeah. Yep. Um, no more This Is Us
0: until fall, unfortunately. Yep. This Is Us is done for the se- season. So,
1: yep. I can't think... say I'm not sad, but I know Rush World is coming up soon. Those yes. of you guys who haven't checked that trailer, uh, it that looks like
0: it's gonna be so insane. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's definitely like a good call mentioning that because man, that trailer is in. That trailer's nuts. I cannot wait for that show to come back. Um, oh yeah, who was it? Somebody tweeted at me. Oh, it was uh, our friend um, and listener uh, Jake Hawkins. He tweeted at me and said. And he said Westworld, and then he said Greater Than Infinity War, and I'm like, look, I'm not gonna argue with you. I know Ozzy would disagree, but oh, I'm not gonna dude, argue there with. There is you.
1: no way <laughs> that the Westworld was better than the thing. Okay? There's uh, no
0: way. I think he meant it in terms no of way. his excitement, which again, I'm not gonna argue with. It. I'm probably more excited for Westworld, especially if that I'm, trailer than Infinity I'm definitely, War. Definitely,
1: definitely disagree. <laughs> I've been waiting for this movie without knowing it for 10 years and then I found out that I was waiting for this movie 6 years ago so I mean like <laughs> no. Like, I've then, been waiting to see this um, for a very long time go so, like, argue years. with Jake on waiting. Twitter I've been waiting since I was 12 I'm 22 you know what I'm saying like there's no way that I'm well, way more
0: it. look all I'm gonna so, say is if you were on Twitter maybe you would've had maybe you would've been able to argue with Jake so I'm
1: literally about to him. I'm on Twitter right now I'm on Twitter right now I'm about to act- <laughs> like I thought we were bros
0: <laughs> alright anyway so I think that wraps it up for this episode of the Falls podcast uh, yeah I don't really have any recommendation off the top of my head um, I guess I one recommendation I could say is I have The Last Jedi on Blu-ray and all of the special features you should definitely check them out there's a full feature length documentary about the making of The Last Jedi and also if you get the digital version which also comes with the blu-ray there is a really cool version of this movie that is literally just the score with the movie so there is no dialogue no sound effects the entire movie plays with just the score and i think it's just a great way to show off the brilliance of john williams so that's another awesome feature on that blu-ray so hey if you had a chance to get the last jedi a lot of extra stuff you can check out on there as well. So that, that's my recommendation if we're doing them. Ozzy, do you have a recommendation?
1: Oh, yeah, guys. Um, and Carlos, you're going to be like, dude, what the heck? But, I mean, whatever. Um, listen, guys, you guys know I'm a fan of this artist. You guys know I'm a fan of this artist. He just released a six-song EP slash album, The Weekend. Check it out. Um, it's on basically anywhere. So check it out. Six songs, really good songs. Um, no offense to The weekend, but you guys can thank Selena Gomez for breaking his heart as to why he released those songs. So, <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Like, if you listen, like, if you look up some of the lyrics, you're going to be like, dang, it's really deep. Uh, that's crazy that um, that happened. But, yeah, so definitely check out that album. Um, I think it's a pretty good album. So, yeah. All right. That's it out. But, wanna, Carlos, yeah. where can... People find you on social media.
0: All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cheery four five six, and make sure you follow us all over social media. All at Screen It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube channel as well. So check all that out, and of course, our website. Brandon's doing great stuff over there, so check that out.
1: All righty, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Um, And You guys can also find me on. On Snapchat, Ozzy320, if you guys want to add me. And if you guys have any recommendations, any TV shows, anything like that, just feel free to at me (laughs) at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube, the website, everywhere, because, guys, we're Screenfellas.